guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in hope. So we've probably all heard the phrase, stay in your lane. What does this really mean? It's not referring to literal driving, though that's important too. It means focus on what you are doing. Specifically, in the lives of Christians, what is God asking of you? Not your neighbor, not your husband or your wife, not your parents, not your roommates, you. What is God asking of you? And what does he have in mind for your life? So that's the road we're going to be on today. Yes, wink, wink. But before we get to that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. We are totally Mary's and she takes us totally to God. And so again, what does God want you to do? What does he want me to do? This call became very clear to me a couple years ago. I went to what was called a Theology on Tap. So it was an event in the greater St. Louis area for young Catholic adults, but really just anybody who wanted to know more about what is God asking me to do with my life. So there was a priest who gave a talk that night And it was incredible. I don't remember what the title of his talk was. I think it was something like praying through your priorities. But I'm using it for this purpose because it had everything to do with like staying in your lane. So he was talking about how the devil will try to do one of two things. First, he's going to try to prevent us from doing any good at all. However, and I never knew this. However, if he can't keep us from doing good, what he does is he gets behind us and he tries to push us forward and feel this pressure that we have to do everything. So I'm not just volunteering at a soup kitchen on Saturdays. I'm also teaching PSR classes, which means um, like weekly classes for Catholic kids who maybe go to public school who aren't getting their religious ed in school. So I'm going to teach that on like Wednesday nights from 6 to 8. I'm also going to bake cookies every month for my St. Vincent de Paul bake sale or something. And not just that, but I'm going to be the vice president of St. Vincent de Paul and I'm going to organize a women's for life group and focus on helping single mothers and etc. Like you get what I mean. Like the list goes on and on and on. And maybe if you're like me, you relate to this. And sometimes you just find yourself completely burnt out and you feel bad because you're like, but I'm doing all these good things for God. And you hear all the time that it's in giving of myself that I receive, you know, St. Francis of Assisi and he knew what he was about. So it's like, what's, what's wrong with this God? I'm like, I'm not a good enough Christian. Am I not a good enough Catholic? Like what's wrong with me? And it's all just lies from the devil. It's not what's wrong with me, it's 
I'm trying to do more than God wants me to because I'm only human. I'm not Jesus. I can't do everything. And yes, some people he does entrust more things to, but that's what brings me to the point of stay in your lane. There might be some people in your life who are doing 50 things really well for God and you look at their life and you're like, I, I could never do that. Well, praise God. God isn't asking you to be that person. He's asking you to be you. I'm actually filming this episode on Good Friday, the morning of the day we remember Jesus dying for us, for you. Like I made my last episode about, Christ came for you. Yes, you, he died for you. Yes, you, and he would do it all again just for you. Catholic singer-songwriter si- singer, Danielle Rose has an incredible song. And in, a lo- in one line of that song, she says, like, Christ didn't come, he didn't die, so I could try to be somebody else. You died so I could be the saint that is just me. God isn't asking me to be St. Saint Francis of Assisi or Mother Teresa. He's not asking me to be anyone else. He's asking me to be me. So what does that look like for me? What is my mission? And it's really important, my friends, to pray and reflect on that because it's going to look different than anyone else's mission. It might mirror some people's. Like if you're a part of a certain organization, like recently in my life, I'd been involved with a life team group. I was on the core team. So yes, there are other core team members. So yes, their mission is my mission. However, some of them did things in addition to me. Some of them were the actual youth ministers. So obviously God was asking them to do way more than he was asking me, a simple volunteer, to do in that group. Or some people, in addition to helping at the Sunday night events that I helped at, also helped at the smaller groups on Wednesday nights. But I, that felt pressured to me. Like no one was asking me to do that. No one was pressuring me to do that except myself. In the back of my mind, I always felt guilty when people were like, oh, are you going to be there Wednesday? Which was super sweet. It just meant they wanted me to be there. Love that. Thank you, Jesus, for that invitation. But there was just this this pressure of that feels forced. I'm praying on it. I'm reflecting on it. But I, I discern I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to invest my energy in the Sunday night event and being present there every week. This became very clear to me, not only in that priest's talk, but a few months later, because I had this burning desire on my heart to do more for the pro-life movement, because I am so passionate about eliminating abortion, the evils of abortion, euthanasia, etc. I am just very passionate about the pro-life movement, and I, I felt this pressure. I was like, I'm not doing enough, God. It's not enough to donate to these organizations. It's not enough to every day when I pray the rosary after every decade, pray a pro-life prayer. Like, that's not enough. I need to be doing more. Like, I need to be, like, hands-on. And at the time, I was living an hour south of St. Louis. And there was an, there is an amazing organization, pro-life organization in St. Louis called Coalition for Life. And part of what they do is they stand outside a Planned Parenthood facility and they 
will greet women as they are about to pass through the gates and they just offer them more options. They're like, hey, have you heard about free ultrasounds over here? Or hey, let's let's talk about the decision you're about to make. We're not gonna tell you what to do, but we wanna pray with you, we wanna be present to you. We just want you to know that you don't have to feel this pressure to make this decision. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do that. It was called sidewalk counseling. I was like, okay, God, that scares the heck out of me, but I feel called to do that. And so what did I do? Last winter, I signed up to be a part of sidewalk counseling. I drove all the way to Illinois. It was like an hour and a half from my house one way. Like I drove all the way to Illinois to go to the training. I signed up to do the sidewalk counseling. I was ready. I was like, you know what? This is going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of driving, but I'm going to do it because I'm single. So I should do more because that's a thing. I was just talking to a friend about that yesterday, how sometimes if you're in your 20s, you're not married and you're like, I guess I just feel this pressure to do all this service while I'm single, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But back to my point, I felt this pressure to do more with the pro-life movement. And so signed up for sidewalk counseling, showed up for my first shift on a Saturday morning. I was sick. I did not feel well. I had been going, going, going nonstop. It had finally caught up to me. It was a disgusting day. It was cold and rainy. I show up and the two people who were there sidewalk counseling with me were like, oh, hey, we just found out the facility is closed today. So we don't have to be here. And on my drive home, when, when I felt so sick, felt like I was going to throw up just because I was physically ill, it just brought me back to the talk by, his name was Father Anthony, the priest at Theology on Tap. And I was like, I'm not listening to the voice of God. I'm listening to the lies of the devil saying, you should be doing this. It wasn't so much an invitation from the Lord as it was this pressure from the evil one. And as I was driving home sick, I was like, I'm trying to do too much. The Lord is not demanding this of me. I can continue to give financially to this organization. If I lived closer, maybe I would be able to do this. But this is not, this is not where I'm supposed to be right now. And it turned out that was a really good thing because if I would have made that commitment, I would have moved less than five months later and I would have had to undo all of the work I had done for just a short amount of time. God saw what I didn't and in the end, it worked out for the best. So my invitation to you today is where is God actually asking you to go? What missions has he entrusted to you? And I have found it is extremely helpful when discerning these things because discern is when you're making a decision between two really good things or maybe several things. So if I have several things before me that I'm like, hmm, you know what, Lord, RCIA has kind of been on my heart, like helping train Catholic, excuse me, adults who are desiring to enter the Catholic Church, helping with their formation. Like, that's been a question mark on my heart. Like, is this the time to get involved in that? Or whatever, just different organizations that might be on your heart or that God presents to you. Um, I have found it's really helpful sometimes in discerning 
to talk to a spiritual director. So right now, like my spiritual director is a priest. If you've never heard of spiritual direction, I encourage you just to simply pray about it or maybe ask your local priest um, or pastor if he knows anything about spiritual direction um, because it's something that you have to be specially trained in. But I have found it's very helpful to bring these things up with my spiritual director because usually that person can help you discern the movements of the spirit within you. Like, is this really the voice of God or is it that pressure from the devil? As well as just family and friends, trusted, trusted people, loved ones in your life to help you discern that, especially if you're married. I'm sure that it is a big deal to be in constant communication with your spouse because once you're married in that vocation, your your life is to give yourself completely to your spouse and your children. So I know some people sometimes feel this pressure, married people feel the pressure to do more in service for the church, but in doing that, they are taken away from their home, taken away from their spouse and their children. And maybe for a couple hours a week, that's not a big deal. But maybe if it becomes something that is hindering the spiritual growth of their family, that's something to look at because raising good, holy Catholic children in the church is a vocation. And that is absolutely primary. And you definitely don't have to feel any pressure doing any more than that. But it's, again what the Lord is asking of you. I can't tell you what the Lord is asking you to do or not. It comes with prayer. It comes with discernment. But ultimately, it all comes back to that staying in your lane and just simply asking the Lord with that open heart and open hands, what are you asking of me, Lord? What kind of saint have you created me to be? And all for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. Happy Easter, and hope to see you back here again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.